you're able to do whatever you put your mind to. You're able to do exactly what your heart is telling you to do. Just follow your heart. It's not wrong. Your intuition is not wrong. Your abilities aren't wrong. The magic you have, the power you have is not wrong. You're absolutely right. Welcome to episode 010 for Rawness of Reality. I'm your host, Kevin Stockton. And in this episode, you have the opportunity to meet Claire Kent. Clara Kent is a multidimensional artistic individual under Tribe Eternal Music Group. Kent uses the art of music and painting to express her journey through healing to fulfill her purpose of healing others. But enough from me. Here's Clara Kent. Clara Kent. Just oh. <laughs> Really excited today to have Clara Kent on the show. She is a Pittsburgh artist who hey, from Homewood. From Homewood, mm-hmm. she's she's traveled around. She's done performances. She's been a part of awesome collaborations, yeah. and even more than that, the way she carries herself and whenever she's around people, they're always like they're in a good mood. So I'm excited. Yes. This is my first time meeting her, but I am excited. Yay! So we're just gonna jump right into it. All right, let's go. All let's right. get it. So what was it like growing up with your mother being an artist? Oh, what? <laughs> research. Sorry, I get impressed when people research. It was, for me, like when I think about it, just subtracting the nostalgic part, it was really rich. It was like a rich experience. When people think of usually richness, they think of money or material. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like high sensory overload because just walking into the house, my mom always had incense burning or like some sage burning and then like the artwork that was up and then records and like my mom's choice of furniture, everything was just like plants. And it was like very rich experience. Growing up with it, we, the the complexity of my mother could be a book like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. My mom was, I really want to make a movie about my mom's life. <laughs> she was like, she was very artistic, very intelligent, um, very spiritual, but she also had uh, a life in the streets. Um, she was a dealer when she was young, but she also was working a job. It was like, it's crazy. My mom's story is crazy. But um, I just learned a lot about humanity from her and about Mm -hmm. failure, how important it is to like fail by my mom always trying to avoid it. I learned that it's actually important for me to embrace it, to be a better person. So Mm -hmm. just seeing her work on art and singing records and like, it just, it shaped the vision of how I saw myself really. Mm-hmm. Like the reflection of what I want to be. Speaking of failure, it, it brings me to this thought. So then what has been the most rewarding challenge that you've ever experienced? I've had a lot of challenges. The most rewarding challenge I've had throughout my life with different situations is the challenge of overcoming fear of being great and overcoming my lack of courage of allowing myself to be enough. Like, sometimes I didn't have the courage to allow myself to be enough. Like, I would overexert my efforts. I would put myself in situations to work too hard. I would always compare and measure, but in reality, I have enough. I have everything I need right under my nose, and I didn't feel worthy of it. Mm -hmm. So I would try to overextend and work and work and work. Whether it be friendships, the purpose that I feel is my uh, creativity, Um, relationships, all of it, I would just, it was 
overbearing. And it was like I had to learn continuously, like get knocked down, like mm-hmm. stop. Do you not see the common thread in what you're doing? Like so that's probably the biggest staple lesson in my life that I've just like come to fully realize like this mm-hmm. year. <laughs> you just put out a new album, mm-hmm. uh Aura. Yeah. And it's the first edition. Wink wink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh more to come. Yes. Uh, okay. Excellent. Yes, yes, yes. So with Aura, mm-hmm. um when people talk about you, they say you yourself, you you exude this this aura about you. Oh and I didn't know that. they they feel they feel <laughs> very comfortable and very happy just being around you. Oh that's nice. Yeah, it is very nice of them to say. <laughs> And would you say that that album is kind of like a external part of you? Mm, I uh, think like, it's definitely inner. It's inner, like okay. inner thoughts. Like it, the one theme within Aura that I kept was um, the intro for Aura, where it's like "No place in the world." Like I had to basically keep that mantra of like, "There's peace within." Because the stories I was telling in Aura were about the inner conflict I have and how I try to find resolution. So that mantra is really just a meditative state that I take the listener back to continuously throughout the album three times on purpose. Because I want them to realize that even though you go through that, you can always realize that there is peace within you if you find it. You just have to let things go. Mm-hmm. So it was really an album about all the things that I wanted to let go in the situations behind them that I just wanted to, like, release. Could you talk a little bit more about the peace within you and how mm-hmm. how you yourself find that peace? <sighs> it's a daily process, bro. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're going through... It's more like, okay, I've been... Like, there's... I'm, I'm going through this. Like, you're in the, the mix of it. And then there's, like, the aftermath. Like, the... There's a point where... You're in the middle of the storm. You're in the eye of the storm, and you could see everything around you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Aura was, really, for me. It was, like, me not being in the whirlwind, but, like, in the middle of it, and like, oh, like. Mm-hmm. And that is inner peace, because there's always going to be things all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you have that inner peace, that inner realization of, like, I am, like, able to just be. I'm able to just live i'm able to have joy i'm worthy of that there's really nothing to hold me back from that other than me allowing other energy in Mm -hmm. you get that that eye of the storm type of peace because there's always going to be something going on the world is constantly moving so sometimes we can like wrap ourselves up in it or we can just allow ourselves to see it but also remain solid within ourselves Mm -hmm. that's something that I use meditation for. I know people are like probably thinking I'm super hippie right now. No, no, but meditation is, <laughs> I like meditation yeah. for for just like some real real shit. Like, mm-hmm. can I cuss? Can I cuss? Yeah, you can. Cuss. Okay, yeah. I like some real shit. Like meditation. I know people have like this stigma of like, oh, it's like no, it's ac- absolutely necessary. Even if it's just you taking silence time mm-hmm. because there's noise everywhere. It's a chaotic world. Yeah. So mm-hmm. inner peace is actually, especially in music, dealing with people all the time. I have to cleanse my mind and allow my mind to just bounce around and get all the thoughts out. Because sometimes if you're around too much noise, you hold and repress things. Mm-hmm. And it comes out in your actions and ends up harming you. So that's 
that's pretty much how did you piece for me how did you find the uh the desire to want to meditate mm. <laughs> the desire to want to meditate um I grew up in a life where like I was saying it was a lot of noise like a lot mm. of I had to adapt overload. a lot yeah mm. I had to adapt a lot like um my mother not only being an artist she had a peaceful like we would have peace at home me and my mom but growing up from the time I was born until I was probably like five, my mom wouldn't be home a lot. Um, she was out in the streets selling dope, and then she ended up being addicted to to mm-hmm. drugs. So there was always like my mom would always have me move around. Mm-hmm. So my base home is in Homewood with my grandparents. That's my grand great grandparents' house. That's the house we always had. So I always felt like physically, environment-wise, I always was moving around Wilkinsburg and Homewood, hopping schools. I would go between home at Montessori, which is closed now, to some school in Penn Hills or whatever. And then um, in life, just constantly dealing with, like, having to adapt, having to reconcile, having to go through it. Um, I don't even think the chaotic part of my life really ended until, like, three years ago. I just always felt like... I never had that solid inner peace. And I was always taught that life goes on. You just got to get through it. You just, it is what mm-hmm. it is. And that's toxic. It's toxic to teach people that it is what it is. And you just, it's life. And you have to just let it go and go through it without giving them the tools to do it in a way that they can confront it, acknowledge it, um, be aware mm-hmm. and clear it. So I didn't know that I had to acknowledge and speak things in order to clear it. I didn't know that I needed to be silent and allow the thoughts to just run. Instead, I would meditate and try to repress thoughts, but really you have to like sit with yourself, speak the thoughts and then just be silent and let them resonate. My life made me want to meditate. (laughs) (laughs) My life, like it was to a point where it was like, if I don't meditate, I literally won't live. Mm -hmm. Like I have to have inner peace in some way. That's that's really inspiring and powerful. That's it's, awesome. it's, it's my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you uh you said the word self awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word self awareness, and mm-hmm. I uh, I saw somewhere that uh, aura mm-hmm. is kind of uh, it, it speaks on self awareness in a way. The the theme of the whole record is absolutely self awareness, and sometimes in self awareness, like. You have to be aware that you're confused and you you don't understand what's going on Mm -hmm. and say that. Sometimes people won't say that because they feel like it takes power away from them. But in reality, when you don't speak what you're going through, you're taking your own voice away. So you don't have power Mm -hmm. if you can't speak for yourself. You know, aura is definitely like themed in self-awareness, taking your voice back. And allowing, like, outside, I had outside first because I feel like a lot of times, especially as a black woman, Mm -hmm. we're shied away from being angry because we feel like people are going to stigmatize us and make it that we can't exude that type of energy in a genuine way where it's not, like, um, put in a position of, like, I guess, like, a caricature or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make that song for people that feel like they repress their anger, period. But really, as a black woman, that's what the stance was. It was like, I wanted to start it with, like, how dare you, like, 
what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. you should permit yourself to to be in that position to speak anger if you need to, to um, speak vulnerability. Like, oh, I can't believe I did this to myself. And, like, just give people room to feel the emotions all the way through so they can release them. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're taught as people, emotions are such bad things to feel or to, to allow. But if you really just give it the range to go through it won't control you. That's why a lot of people are controlled by emotions and they don't even realize it. So, mm-hmm. or it definitely is about self awareness in an emotional and spiritual state for sure. Mm-hmm. And and each song hits on different emotions. Like absolutely. And, and if if you guys haven't listened, this is to you, the listeners. If you guys haven't listened to Aura, uh, there will be a link of it in our bio. Trust me, the song outside that she just talked about is extremely powerful. Yeah. So you'll you'll enjoy it. And if you don't, you'll enjoy the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right if you don't enjoy it. Sometimes, you know, music resonates with different people for different reasons. It's mm-hmm. all good. But you're going to like it because I said so. <laughs> I, I, you will, yeah. <laughs> what has been the best experience you've had performing? I know you, you've oh. been in Times Square. You've, yeah, that was dope. You've uh, you did the so far. Is that yeah, I'm doing so, so far. far. Sounds like a miniature tour with them, which was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, and those are really intimate too. That's oh, what that's what I, would, seen, oh, so. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. I love doing um, the intimate shows because I personally like to do weird shit with my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to do like crescendo, and like little weird shit. I'm a jazz vocalist. I went to school for vocal jazz. So the best show I feel that I had was a so far show so far DC was my first so far show mm-hmm. that was in December the you know the past December and um I did like my set some songs were like no they were all original songs and the crowd was like the other people that went were great not to take away from them but the crowd like I could see everybody's faces getting like flushed mm. like Mm-hmm. And they were really feeling the lyrics, and lyrics are extremely important to me because that's like my first, 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 first love is writing. Really, I love drawing and writing. Ugh, so great. So, um, I sang "Sold," and I saw like the whole front row crying. Like I was like, "What?" There was like a good. There's usually a so far shows it ranges between like it could be a room of twenty five to one hundred and fifty. This room was a good like. I would say 75, 80 people. And they were all just sitting there like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then um, I did Words, which was supposed to be on the album, but I just do it acoustically. And it was like done. They couldn't even hold it anymore. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, I conquered it. But doing stuff like that is why I do this. I want people to feel a lot of times we're numbing ourselves, mm. um, not only with substances, but just with habits and behaviors, um, emotional disattachment. Um, and I've been through that. I've been there. I'm not even speaking like I've always been this, like, zinny-ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh-huh. like, people that go through the most shit and then end up where, um, I guess, a, a place I'm at, it takes, like, you confronting yourself and being honest. So, mm-hmm. Got to be honest with yourself. Yeah, because, yeah. like, emotionally, I feel like, especially in pop music right now, it's like escapism. So I wanted my music to not make you escape yourself and appreciate yourself and really look at yourself like, dang, I really am like my best friend. 
and I haven't been doing myself right. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we gotta sit with that for real. So. That was the experience I had at So Far DC. Everybody was looking like that. Like, and, and could you tell our <laughs> listeners, like, what, 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 like, is a So Far show like? Like, um, for people who don't know what it is. So, So Far Sounds is, like, an intimate, uh, I guess, like, they started in the UK, and then they spread out to different countries, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the experience is literally for people that love music like people don't they don't even know who's going to perform the people that buy Mm -hmm. the tickets they literally are buying the tickets because they know they're going to get a good show from dope artists Mm -hmm. so i think off top that's dope that's dope that they don't know who's performing and it's also dope that they're literally buying it because they know the atmosphere it's it's usually byob there's younger people that can come too um it's really intimate you can sit on the floor you can bring a pillow it's like it's like that's awesome. It's it feels like hu- it's just like humanity mm-hmm. type feeling. It's like like it's diverse. It's really like you could connect with people in a way that's not really um, available often when you go to like a bar show or a club or even like a venue where it's like the stage is separating the artist from mm-hmm. the listener. So the listeners sit on the floor. Yeah, they could sit on the floor. It mm-hmm. it has it at like different levels. Sometimes it's at someone's house, like mm-hmm. like a house gig. Like um it's really dope. Really, 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 really okay. dope. So far experiences. Yeah. Um I have one in Pittsburgh. I have one You have one in Pittsburgh. When yeah. is that coming up? That's actually, I don't know when this is airing, but this is, uh, it's going to be April 27th. April, t- okay. Yeah. And then um, the one after that is in New York. That's going to be May 18th. The one after that <laughs> is going to be in Philly because I had to push the Philly one back because I had some health stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then I'm doing two in Chicago back to back, which is going to be dope. I'm so excited. I went to school in Chicago, by the way. Okay. Just want y'all to know. Chi-Town. Chi-Town representative. I love Chicago. So I have a quick question about the little things in life. Mm, Okay. So how come it is with the little things in life that we as human beings can derive greater purposes? For me, like the little things in life are the biggest things in life. So Mm -hmm. for me, I, I, I had moments of homelessness. I had moments where I didn't know where food was going to come from. Mm-hmm. But I knew I had my mother's full intention to take care of me, and she loved me very much, as much as she she possibly could. She took care of me as much as she could. So I guess I'm basing it off of not only experience, but just seeing what others around me have went through when they're going through their lowest times. The most important thing, like, for example, recently I had, like, a health, I have health issues, period. Mm-hmm. And um, it has a lot to do with like blood and bone. I'm still figuring that out. So, mm-hmm. and um, you don't really th- when you're facing mortality or when you're facing like the essence of life itself. The first thing you think about is just being able to be in the sun and be in nature, be around people you love, and just having that time and moments with mm-hmm. that. It all that other stuff of being validated. Um, accepted by people outside of the people that you love and get reciprocity from. All of that falls, like all your expectations, obligations you place on others, it just like melts, you know what I mean? When Mm -hmm. you go through certain things, 
the only thing you want really is like authentic and genuine love, mm-hmm. whether it be from yourself or through reflection of someone else. And to me, when I look at, when I wake up and I hear birds in the morning, that makes me extremely happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's been times where like I didn't think that would happen or I would be just in a situation where I'm so like bogged down, I'm not able to appreciate little things. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the one, I, I'm a nature kid. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I used to like, um, my mom would always keep me outside so I could like just learn mm-hmm. that everything is connected and that um, everything enriches your life. It takes and gives to your life. So the little things in life, whatever that is for you, is what truly matters to enrich everything else. Everything else is an accessory, really, like money, compliments even. If people compliment you, that's an accessory to life. Like, that's that's nice that you see me that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I appreciate that. But don't take it as, like, that's what makes you or sustains you. Mm-hmm. So Four Agreements, read that, y'all. Four Agreements. Yeah. yeah. It's a good book. Yeah, I love <laughs> no, it's, but that's I, for me the little things no, I, I I genuinely can appreciate uh, your perspective on the little things because I've yeah. always not always but mm-hmm. but within the past uh, couple of few years mm-hmm. I I really came to an appreciation of the little things in life yeah. the things that go unnoticed to the whole of society yeah. but they matter to us as the individual mm-hmm. and it's those moments those 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 moments or those times where we're either sharing them with other people mm-hmm. or it's just us by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, it it genuinely impacts you. And it's yeah. like a collection of those over time. Well, that becomes a big thing. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't the little things then, in yeah. essence, be those big things that drive us? Yeah, the little things really like what I had to start telling myself is to stop pursuing happiness um, for the past five years, that's been my my thought process is like happiness is something you have to constantly chase. But joy is a consistent thing that you have within yourself no matter what, no matter where you're at. It's basically like the mother of, I guess it's the mother or maybe even sibling of gratitude. Because being grateful doesn't mean you're always receiving an item or you're receiving something it's really because you see what your joy is. You know what I mean? Like you Mm -hmm. really see the true core of what you're here for. And that's why I feel like it's very important for not only meditation, but really just people taking time to themselves to learn who they are and not be told who they are. Mm -hmm. Because like four agreements, you're constantly told who you are since, since the beginning. Your parents tell you, you know, you're going to be somebody instead of just realizing you are something. Mm-hmm. already and you're just waking up to it mm-hmm. in this life yeah. yeah it's just just explore and figure out who you are because you already are something everything is within you already so that's what i mean by like little things really awaken that mm-hmm. they awaken the idea that i am something i'm just gonna enjoy life and figure it out mm-hmm. and it's simple but because of how everything is built in society right now, it makes it makes it cloudy it's and calm. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like ah, it's, it's a very simple. Concept, I want to make this but... person happy because it relieves you. Mm-hmm. Once you erase that, it's like I'm good. Like I'm doing everything that I feel resonates within me and is aligned. So, so if if you could go back and Aha! 
talk to your seven-year-old self. <gasps> seven. Yes, your seven-year-old self. Oh shit. And you could say <sighs> one phrase or like a quote <sighs> that would you would think would inspire your seven-year-old self. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be like inspire where like you're gonna change the world but it's the kind of inspire where it's like you you're inspiring yourself to mm -hmm. to be a better self in the next <gasps> the next years to come what would you say to your seven-year-old self whoa oh jeez. okay so can it be like a paragraph it could be a paragraph. okay yeah. cool i thought yeah. it was i thought it was no, one yeah, of those you, like denzel you have, cool statements you gotta get your be point. like don't worry thumbs up just okay no <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, um, if I was to say anything, especially at that time in my life to my seven year old self, it would be, you are absolutely able. You're absolutely right that you do have a purpose. Cause at that age, I really felt strongly I had a purpose and I didn't have it confirmed. I want to at least give myself that confirmation. You're able to do whatever you put your mind to. You're able to do exactly what your heart is telling you to do. Just follow your heart. It's not wrong. Your intuition is not wrong. Your abilities aren't wrong. The magic you have, the power you have is not wrong. You're absolutely right. Just go for it. Don't worry about anybody accepting or validating what you're doing. Because at the time, I would be in my room, like, playing on the keyboard, teaching myself keyboard. But I stopped because I was like, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm like, I'm teaching myself keyboard. Like, I was learning the Nutcracker and everything. I was just mm -hmm. like, did And, um, yeah, like, I was very talented. I still am very talented, but at that age, I was extremely talented, and I felt like I didn't have enough confirmation and validation. Mm -hmm. And I just would speak that, that that's not necessary. That's not how you operate. The only thing you need to worry about is enjoying what you do, and that's it. And keep your Esmeralda yeah. blanket. <laughs> okay. keep your esmeralda blanket don't let them get you guess who and also <laughs> also don't let your cousins in your room <laughs> because they used to mess up my toys i swear mm. cousins do that yo yeah. some haters mm -hmm. i was like y'all cousins are haters. the worst they're but they're also the best they're so so much of the worst though it's like what dog? My brand new yeah. doll missing two braids now. She look like Cynthia. Like what? I'm confused. But that's about it. I would just want to like be like, no, just have fun. Like enjoy mm -hmm. singing, enjoy your raps. Because I used to try to think I was Biggie, and just enjoy it and don't care. Like and show out. Like just show out. Mm -hmm. That's all I could think of. Really. So now I'm gonna ask you just like a few quick questions uh just yes. hit us with some quick answers okay cool well, i'll try that i'm a gemini so sheesh okay so your favorite book oh <laughs> uh the alchemist oh great book that Paolo book is Cola. yes yeah. i like that the uh i like most of his books are good that book's awesome but that book has been throughout my entire life so mm -hmm. it, it helped me constantly remember that this is a journey and a journey to your purpose is always going to be long. You just have to enjoy it and learn from it and gain from it. Mm -hmm. Everything that's in that path, you have, yeah, you know. Read The Alchemist, by the way. Yeah, if, if you haven't read The Alchemist, please do. Yeah, please, because uh, Lord. Mike the Mike guy, he'll pick it up shortly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so your favorite color light bulb. Favorite color light bulb. Uh, it's like the LED lights. Yeah. Right now is blue and green mixed. I know yeah. that's weird. Blue and green and purple mixed together is actually. I mean, the really question good. was pretty weird. So you're no, good. it's not. No? Not for me. Uh, so favorite animal. <gasps> Let's take That's that one so step further. Difficult. We'll, we'll take that one step further. If you could see yourself of any type as any type of animal, what would it be and why? <gasps> Does it have to be a real one? No. Can it be what we call it, a mythological creature? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. Uh, dang, this is actually no. The mythological one makes it even harder. I love elephants and dolphins, so that's why I'm having difficulty. Like a mix between the two? Yeah, let's just mix them together somehow. All right. Or I'd be a shapeshifter. That's what I would be. First of all, I'm I'm Native American, Ogallala, Lakota. Shout-outs mm-hmm. to Pine Ridge. Donate to Pine Ridge, actually. So, sh- oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hit the mic, guys. But <laughs> shapeshifters, okay, are in Native culture. And I feel like I should be a shapeshifter because then I can turn into an elephant and a dolphin. Mm-hmm. So that covers it. Yeah, that covers base right there. Boom. All right, excellent. Boom. And <laughs> <laughs> who is one artist you would love to collaborate with? Lord. <laughs> Not Lord the artist. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that would have been weird. Lord. The Lord. <laughs> um. Alive, I'm guessing. I would like to collaborate. That's too hard. Hold on. There's Erica Bantu. Sade don't collaborate with nobody. I guess you could say Alive or one who has passed if you really Marvin Gaye. Okay, Marvin Gaye. Off top. (laughs) (laughs) Marvin Gaye or Nina Simone are the only two I I would collaborate with. Um... But if I have to go with alive, mm-hmm. I would definitely say I like Erica Badu. Mm, it, I, off top is just Erica Badu because I feel like we make a crazy song, and she's like my music mom, kind of one of them. She's one of five. And so, what does rawness of reality mean to you? Rawness of reality. When I hear that, because I was like, "Yo, that's is that's that's hard." To me, it just brings up the 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 truth. You know, sometimes uh, truth feels raw. It feels like stripped. It's vulnerable. It's very like it's it's what it is. It's it's almost like unspeakable. So reality, if you're bringing the truth to reality, it's showing you all aspects, and you can't hide from it. You just have to see it for what it is, and take it for what it is, mm-hmm. and move forward. So that's how I looked at raw, rawness of reality. Excellent. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed the rawness of reality name. Yeah. I was like, yo, yeah, we're about to get rugged. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything coming up in your life that you'd love the listeners to be a part of? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually have, um, it's called the Four Winds uh, series. It's uh, some tapes. I'm not going to give the titles out yet because, first of all, I don't think people are going to be able to pronounce them because they're going to be in Lakota, so it's going to be funny. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I have one dropping on my birthday, June 14th. I have another dropping on my mom's birthday in August 24th. 
And then I have another one dropping on my grandma's birthday to represent the seasons and the women um, in my life, honoring the mothers of my life. Um, So that's going to be exciting. And then I'm dropping an album next year. Next year? That I'm working on, yeah. Excellent. That's all y'all get. That's it. All right. uh, Stay tuned to I Am Claire Kent on IG and Facebook, and you'll be able to see all the dates. Because I got mad shows, but listing them off is kind of crazy. Big thank you uh, to you for coming on the show today. Of course. Uh, I really enjoyed speaking with you. And uh, I'm very, like, transparent. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, we're excited to see, uh, one, (laughs) what you do in this world, and two, um, how people are affected by it. So, Yeah, that's my purpose, to heal Mm -hmm. people while I'm healing myself. So. Excellent. All right. We'll see you guys. Peace. Peace, love, and happiness is what we need in this world. A lot more of it. I really enjoyed speaking with Clara Kemp, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you did, please subscribe and rate us five stars on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Google. Our episodes can only get better from here. And a big thank you to Mike Campus, our production manager, and Joe Cal on The Beats. And remember, stay raw with reality.